Hey, what's up, guys? It's 6F. <laughs> I can't do it if you're going to laugh at me. I'm not laughing. 6F, let's go. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So I'm just going to start this one by saying that this episode is not fully my idea. I cannot take full credit for this idea <laughs> because I did see I did see a video of someone doing this, but I thought it was such a good idea that we're going to roll with it. Okay, you ready? Oh, well, I'm ready. I'm excited. Okay, I got one question for you. Okay, what's that question? Do you love yourself? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that there are parts of me. I'm a really big parts person. I feel like everyone has different parts of themselves. Um, but I feel like I have parts of myself where I do love myself. And there's other times when I don't love certain parts of myself. Yeah. If that answers your question. It does. <laughs> I just, I think that for me, that question is really deep and I feel like it has a lot of meaning towards it. And I just want to say that like self-love, like loving yourself is different than self-care, but it can be shown in both of those ways. However, like when you ask me the question, do you love yourself? What goes through my mind is the qualities that I have. And that's what I automatically think about when someone asks me, do you love yourself? I feel like when it comes down to it at the end of the day, like, I love the person I am. However, there has been times in my life where I haven't loved parts of myself because I always felt that, you know, I'm a changing person. I'm growing. I make mistakes. I'm human. And there are some things that I do that I don't love. But there are also other things that that I love about myself, whether whether it's the way that I dress, whether it's the way my personality is, you know, and I feel like it comes down to, I always think of my personality when I think of loving myself because I always think that's a special part of me is my personality because everyone's personalities are different, which I think is really interesting about human beings is that everyone is different in their own ways. And there's trillions of people out there. Like how can every person be different from one another, but they are. And I think when it comes to loving myself, there are certain things that I really really admire about myself and other things that I don't or things in the past that I didn't love about myself that I had to learn how to love. What do you think keeps you from loving yourself 100%? Oh shit. <laughs> I think that some of the things that prevent me from loving myself is one, the societal norms that people place upon me. And I think the traumatic events that have happened to me and also, it all comes down to my childhood. I think that for me in the past, like as a child, I didn't love that I was shy. I didn't love the fact that it took me a while to understand things because I had a learning disability. I didn't love 
that part of me. I didn't love that part that had a learning disability because I thought I was different. I thought that I just was annoyed. I was frustrated that it took me more time to understand things when other people, it took them 10 seconds where it would take me five minutes. I didn't love that part of me. Yeah. And then over time, I eventually loved that part of me because I didn't see it as a weakness anymore. I, I saw it as a strength, you know, or in the transition of it going from a weakness to a strength, I saw it as a weakness being strengthened over time. I also think, you know, there's some parts of me that I don't love where, you know, there's certain things in my life where I've had perspectives on people where I catch myself and I'm like, oh, Sarah, you're being judgmental. I don't like that part of me when I'm being judgmental to people without me even realizing it. I just automatically do it. And then I realize, you know, I love that other piece of me where I recognize that. So I think that's one of the reasons like what prevents me from loving myself sometimes is because of my past and my struggles and my insecurities. I think that insecurities are a really big one. I think that insecurities prevent you from loving certain parts of yourselves that you should love. And I feel like loving yourself really does take time and it's different for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you do this. <laughs> but what about you though? Let me turn it around on you. Do you oh, love yourself? I do. At least I try to. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> oh, she said it back. I oh, made God. my night. <laughs> <laughs> well can i ask you this why do you love yourself um i feel like i have a pretty similar answer to yours kind of i love myself for the personality and the characteristics that i have i love myself for the perseverance that i have and i don't know i just kind of love like everything that makes me me no matter like what happened to me that causes me to be in the place that I am like you know it's always a process you're always trying to like learn to better yourself and well at least I hope everybody's trying to learn to better themselves and um I think that some of the biggest things I love about myself are the things that make me very different from other people so like my creativity is a big thing and my creativity is like kind of dark sometimes but that's just because that's what I'm drawn to. That's what comforts me. And that's what I think is cool and whatever. And I think that the fact that people think it's kind of weird and out there and dark and a little scary, I think it makes me intriguing. And I think that that's cool. It makes me like a little mysterious. And I love that. And um, it's not to say that I'm trying to be mysterious. And that's why I like those things. Like, no, I genuinely love those things. And I think that that's like pretty cool. So I don't know. I think that like what makes me love myself is that I, I act to be a person that I would want to hang out with. I love that. You know, I just like because I am hanging out with me, like I'm hanging out with me all the time, you know. So I, I hope that I am a person that is just like kind to others. And that's the kind of person I want to be around. You know, <laughs> that was literally so beautiful. I love that. <laughs> But notice how I was like, so I know. Oh, no, I've noticed it because like when you're vulnerable, you know, like when you're sharing these very, very like. I want to say the word intimate and it doesn't mean like romantic or sexual, but intimacy, intimacy can also mean other things like it is very intimate. It's very it can be very emotional. You're being vulnerable, which can be hard. 
Yeah. You know, you're sharing a huge part of yourself that only you really know about. Yeah. And you're telling it to the world. Yeah. Which is incredible, which is really hard to do. Yeah. You know, and I even struggle with that, too. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to like the concept of loving yourself, I feel like at the end of the day, sometimes I think about like loving yourself means you love the person who you are and all of the qualities and like you said, the characteristics that make you up basically. Mm -hmm. And my question is when you love yourself, are there external factors? Like are there people out there that affect that affect you, your experience in loving yourself? Is there experiences that you had in the past that have affected that? Either one day you don't love yourself or one day you do love yourself. One thousand percent. Yeah. People, people who are not me affect me almost every day. Um, because as me and Sarah have spoken about in other episodes, generally when you don't dress the norm and you don't particularly do the things that like normal or I, I don't want to say that. I don't want to like, but like stereotypically women do and people comment it on it every day. It makes it a little bit difficult for you to love yourself when you're constantly questioning yourself. I don't know. I find that I've definitely changed over time based on comments from people. Um, so like I've had exes tell me that I can't dress a certain way. And then ever since they've said that to me, I've felt insecure wearing those things. I've had people comment on my hair as we've spoken about previously. Um, and even though I w like loved myself the most when my hair was short, I conformed to what people, other people thought of me. And that's affected the amount that I love myself for sure. I think that everybody's affected by external factors all the time. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I think that that's totally valid. I think that that happens to everyone. Yeah. Um, I, I will come back and ask you the same question, but I want to, um, kind of turn for a second. Um, this episode is going to be like real vulnerable. Ah, shit. <laughs> and I'm, I, and I just got my master's in social work. So <laughs> yeah. So buckle up. This is how we start. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, so I want to ask you when being vulnerable, what is something that you're, that maybe you love about yourself behind closed doors that you're afraid to show people? Oh, shit. <laughs> These are like great questions. All right. Something that I, you said I'm afraid to show people or that? Yeah. Maybe it's something like kind of nerdy or like just a little bit different that people just like don't really know about you. Yeah. But you love it about yourself, but other people, like if you show them, like you're just kind of afraid because it doesn't, it might not fit or do you have something like that? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I know a few people know this about me and I don't know if I've mentioned it or not. I have like two kind of things that I do. Well, one of the most vulnerable things I think that I do that a lot of people actually 
don't know, I think only a few people know in my life, is when I feel really down and upset. And the reasons why I feel down and upset um, in the past few years is because of grief and losing my father and losing my grandfather grandfather, grandpa, <laughs> losing my dad, losing my grandpa, losing my family, friend, and my uncle in the past four years. Um, I've lost a lot of people in the past four years and it's been a struggle. And I think one of the things that I've done recently that a lot of people don't know about is that when I'm in my room alone, um, when I'm missing all these family members in my life, what I do is I actually go to my voicemail on my phone and I've saved all the voicemails from my grandpa and my dad never sent me voicemails. So I don't unfortunately <laughs> have any voicemails from him because I would always I would always pick up the phone always. And with my grandpa, I would always miss his calls because I was in college and I would be in a practice or a game. And so I have all of his voicemails saved. Um, and that's why my voicemail box is always filled and people tell me to delete my voicemails, but I'm sorry, I'm not deleting it. No. Um, <laughs> I have to put it on a flash drive first to do that. <laughs> but, um, so what I usually do is when I'm really depressed one day or when I'm feeling like really, really sad, um, I go through my phone and I listen to my poppy's voice. The voicemails are usually him like these are like old voicemails like from when I was like in high school and it's usually him like saying like Sarah you forgot your social studies homework <laughs> like like god damn it why aren't you picking up Jesus I can't get a hold of your mother like <laughs> I have all of these voicemails saved um and usually you think that like people wouldn't do that when they're sad because it's going to make them more sad and I think for me it actually makes me feel more vulnerable than when I did before. And yes, I cry more when I listen to the voicemails, but I also feel comfort as well because hearing his voice and hearing that, that tone of voice from him, it's like I'm home again. Um, and I think also recently what I've done um, is that my, another thing that I said, there was two things. Uh, my dad passed away this past January and what I've done is every single night um, or almost every single night, I wear his t wear one of his T-shirts, not the same T-shirt, but I got a bunch of different T-shirts from him. So I wear those T-shirts every night to feel safe and home and closer to him. So I think that's two kind of vulnerable things that I do that a lot of people don't know Yeah, about me. So Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? <laughs> Mine's not as serious. Mine's more like a nerdy thing. Oh, I love to hear it. Or I guess it's lame. Something that I think people wouldn't guess about me unless you really knew me. I love watching like kind of awful movies. <laughs> like like really predictable movies. You know, oh, like the I'm sh I would think you would hate that. Right. Whoa. No, I live for that shit. I sit here and I watch these movies where I'm like, I know the ending. And this is like all that stupid, like sappy, like love story movies. <gasps> I didn't know this about you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, like whenever people find out about it, like my coworkers just found out about it because they're like, what do you watch? And I like don't tell them because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but yeah, that's, yeah, they make fun of me. That is so cool. <laughs> I love that. Like, do you know the movie series after? 
I love after. Yes. I love after. <laughs> exactly. I like the sappy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't watch it a lot, but I, I love after yeah. so much. I'm either watching that or like YouTube. Oh, oh wait, I do have something. What? <laughs> oh, God. There's a YouTube account called The Rad Brad. Oh, God. And sometimes I watch that account. Basically what it is, he shows you how to like pass missions on like video games. <laughs> So I watch it sometimes. I love that. Do you play these video games? Yeah, when I was younger. Oh, oh okay. But now I just watch it for fun. <laughs> I love it. I love the YouTube though. Yeah. No, I mean, similar. I go on YouTube and I watch photographers just walk around and shoot all day. That is so cool. So, yeah. It's like the little things that matter. It's like, like the little saw, things. Did you see on my Instagram this morning, I put the photo of the guy with the camera? Yeah, I, I was wondering what He's that was. He's like my favorite photographer YouTuber. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was a cool photo, too, of him. Yeah. I was, like, wondering who that is. I was like... He's, listen. like, my biggest inspiration for being a photographer today. What was his name? Peter. Peter McKinnon. Oh, my God. Such a great name. Right? Oh, my God. I Solid. want that last name. Solid. I don't want to marry you, bro, but, like, I want that last name. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to take the last name. Yeah, literally. Shit. Oh, my God. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to ask you the same question you asked me now. What um, are there or have there been external factors that have affected the self-love that you have? Oh, definitely. Um, I think that there has been times in my life where people have made me question myself as a person and who I am, which has affected my, my happiness. And I think happiness really does have an effect on loving yourself. I think for an amount of time I was not happy in my life. Um, to be totally transparent, um, throughout my, basically a majority of my life, I was diagnosed um, with depression. And it started when I was about 14 years old. And it, you know, I want to say it stopped. <laughs> but um, I'll say medication stopped when I was about like 21. So think about a 14 year old being on medi medication for 14 to 21 years old antidepressants, you know, and I just, I think that really had to do with loving myself. I think for a period of time in middle school and high school, I didn't love myself. And I think it was because of where we grew up, honestly, and the people that we were surrounded by. And I really, really believe it was because of my sexuality that I didn't know at the time. Um, and I actually made this re realization in therapy two weeks ago that, and I'm 25 and I just realized this was that I wasn't happy when I was younger. I didn't love myself. I didn't love who I was because I knew and I felt that I was different from people. And I realized it was because I was gay. And we grew up in a place where it was not spoken about. Queerness was not spoken about. I didn't know anyone that was gay in middle school and high school up until like senior year of high school the last year. And I was so lost. I didn't love myself because I felt lost. I felt unheard. And the thing is, what I always did have, which I'm very fortunate for, is that I did have a supporting family. And I still do have a supporting family and a loving family. But sometimes I feel like that's not enough to love yourself. And sometimes it is hard for people to love themselves. It takes time. I think it's very hard to really love yourself at a young age because you're still growing as a person and you really don't know who you are yet. And you're finding out new qualities about yourself that you eventually 
are going to love or figure out over time that you'll fall in love with. You know, I always I always think of the concept of falling in love with yourself and loving yourself. And I feel like at the end of the day, for me, those external factors all happen in my childhood. If I have to say currently now, though, with how my life is going currently, I think that loving myself, I don't even think about it sometimes. Like I don't I don't ask myself that question anymore, which I think is good. And also, you know, I'm not sure if it's great because when I was younger, I always questioned, do I love myself like Sarah, do you love yourself? I would literally be like, do you like this part of yourself? Do you like that you said this to that person? Do That's you, interesting. You know, and now I don't even, I don't really even think about it. That's funny because I feel like I'm the opposite. When I was younger, I never thought about it. Like not even for a split second. I just felt like I knew who I was and I didn't care. Mm-hmm. And now I like question everything. I question if I'm doing the right thing for myself or if I'm, if I actually love myself or if I'm being the person that I set out to be. Shit. <laughs> That's interesting though. That also tells you that everyone has different experiences too. You know, I feel like when I say when I'm younger, like I don't mean like elementary school, but like more towards high school. Yeah. You know, and I just think that during that period of time when you're an adolescent and also transitioning into young adulthood, that's when you're finding yourself. That is literally when you're learning more about yourself, that you find things that you actually love that you maybe didn't love before. It could be the smallest thing. You hated avocado as a kid and now you can't stop eating it. You know, it's the smallest things. But that's really interesting, though, that you said that. It's very, very interesting because people are so different when it comes to that. I think it also has to do with one of the reasons why I haven't thought about it recently recently was I just have so many other things on my mind where I can't even think about myself. Right. You know? Right. Like I can't even think about how I feel. And it's it is hard to also recognize sometimes what do you love about yourself? Because I know that it's easier to think of all the bad parts about yourself. It's easy to pick away the parts that you don't like. People do it all the time, all the time. And it also makes me question, I wonder if those people are the same people that hate taking compliments. People who hate taking compliments, do they struggle with loving themselves? Yes. (laughs) But like, I'm just going to speak for everyone. (laughs) Hold on. But that, that I just question that. I feel like within the past couple of years, I want to say since I started grad school, I've really been like honed in on figuring out whether or not I love myself, which I think the answer to that was no. And I think that that's because there was so many external factors playing a role so that like I only loved myself if somebody else loved that part of me. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I was doing that for so long and like, One of my best friends, I met him in grad school. I love him to death. But we had a conversation literally about the fact that like we just validate each other all the time. And sometimes that's not the best thing. And I think that like friendships like that don't didn't really help me at the time. Mm -hmm. Not to say that my friendship with him didn't help me. His friendship like saved my life. But um, I think that. okay, what is what is happening? Oh, it's him. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. What are the fucking odds? That's so funny. What are the fucking odds? That's, That's so funny. I forget where this even started. 
but like i in grad school i started like going through just this like movement i guess i would call it like my own movement of starting to think about what loving myself meant and how to put myself first like again i was in relationships for a long time like back to back and i was always using that constant external validation from my exes like if they didn't like what i was doing i didn't like what i was doing and if they liked it i liked it so now i'm finally on my own and i'm like okay well what the fuck do i like you know what the fuck do i how do i like to dress why am i doing the things that i do like i just question everything now because it feels like for the first time in my life first of all i'm alone i live alone i'm not dating someone and it's just like i have to make all the the decisions and i think it's the best thing for me right now because it's me just kind of saying like I'm first of all figuring out where all of my um what's it called the things that are holding me back where those are and what areas I need to like kind of give some pushback and be like okay well I'm not going to deal with this anymore because that's not making me happy and that's not that's not really who I am but it started really in grad school as I was like kind of weaning out of these relationships and I just started reading all of these like self-help books and I like I didn't stop. I watch all these videos. I just like am kind of becoming obsessed with the human mind and how it works and like how you think about yourself. And it's really not even the mind. It's just like human emotions. Like I love human emotions. I think it's so interesting. I think I love watching how people react to things. I love watching when people get upset and just kind of laughing at them. Like you're overreacting, like calm the fuck down. (laughs) Um, But I just think that learning about them is making me learn so much more about myself and it's made me ultimately calm down. And now I feel like I'm just like getting over the hump of like trying to finally start to be able to make my own decisions and decide what I want to do and who I want to be. And that is what's going to like send me off on this like self-love journey. Why do I feel like my face is bright red? (laughs) Because that was fucking beautiful. Because <laughs> you were being vulnerable, that's why. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's exactly why. Everything you said, though, I have to say, I felt a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'm, I'm just taking it all in, and I really think it's important to process everything that we both say and what Val just said, because everything that you just said is totally valid. You know, a therapist response as usual, <laughs> but like. yeah but yeah we always say it but seriously though you know even when you talked about relationships right what it came from relationships and how you felt that throughout your life you know what made you you yes you but also what affected you was your exes and who you are as a person and then the best thing for you right now is that you're alone, you live alone and that you're continuing to learn new things about yourself and love yourself in different aspects. Yeah. Which is beautiful. And I admire you for even recognizing that because that is so fucking hard to even say. It is so hard to not just accept it, but just acknowledge it and know it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It took me a long time to get to that point because I, for a while was going through this like constant battle of wanting to date, but not being able to find, because I think 
really internally deep down, I was struggling to find somebody to validate me. And I think that when I was going on dates and I was meeting these new people that did not match my energy at all, and we barely had anything in common, it made me realize that like, like right after those dates, I had a fall off and it would be this constant roller coaster of like, well, that didn't help me at fucking all. So I need to like not date for a while. And then like, I would go on another date and the same thing would happen. And I think that doing that, made me realize that like first of all I'm not ready that's just what that made me realize because I was still searching for that person to validate me all the time but I think that when it gets to the point where I can say like no like like literally stand up and say like no this is who I am I'm gonna show you who I am and if you try to tell me something different or you try to make me feel like shit because of it I'm gonna walk away and that's how you should go about your life, but that is not how I've lived my life for 26 years. Of course, it's going to take me a long time to like unlearn that and do something different. I've been told exactly who I am from the day I was born, from the day I was born, and I'm still struggling to get out of it. And I find that it's, it's of course, it's difficult for everyone because everybody has different parents and different ways of growing up. But like when all of your decisions are made for you since you were a child, it's really hard to start being decisive and start making your own choices and doing the things that you like. Uh, Shit, you keep like bringing in all of this stuff and I'm like, damn, look at you, Val. (laughs) But, wow. I, and like Val said, this is going to be really vulnerable as you can see. Yeah. You know, Um, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you for saying all of that because it's it is a lot and it's and it's a lot of information that a lot of people need to take in and it's very important because i really want to talk about what you said in the beginning though about in relationships when it comes to breakups and i felt similar ways that you felt where you know loving yourself tends to not exist when there are breakups and when a relationship becomes an ex. And I feel like that is, is because, you know, the people, let's say that you date that love you, they help you recognize the things that you love about your own self. And that person who is giving you that satisfaction, that reassurance, why you should love yourself is beautiful. And then when that person leaves, they like bring that part of you away from you. Mm -hmm. So that part that helped you learn that you love yourself and why you love yourself, it's not there anymore because the person that gave it to you is gone. And it's hard to get that back. And I think that's why so many people struggle with loving themselves after a breakup or after losing a best friend or after a family member doesn't want to talk to them anymore for some reason. Whenever there's a loss, whenever the origin, the person that gave you that reassurance is gone, a part of you is gone. And that's when it becomes really, really fucking hard. You have to remind yourself of who you are as a person. And that's when it comes to 
dependence too, depending on people, depending on people to help you love yourself when you need to depend on yourself to love yourself. Yeah. And that takes time. Yeah. A lot of people want to learn how to do that. And honestly, if I can give any advice on it, (laughs) you learn over time and exactly what you're doing. You learn when you're by yourself. You really do. Because when you're by yourself, you don't depend on people. I mean, yeah, you might depend on your friends for certain things and your family members. But when you're not in a relationship and you're alone, meaning that, you know, you don't have to you don't have to go on dates with people. You don't have to make sure that your partner is doing okay, like which is which is okay by the way, but I really think that it's important find the reasons to why you love yourself and what makes you you. Because it's okay to get that reassurance from your partner, but if you don't believe it in yourself and let's say that partner leaves, then you're going to lose that. Yeah. And that's why people get depressed and anxious after a breakup or after they lose that person that gave them that love that Mm -hmm. reassured them. It was a safety net basically for them. And once that safety net is gone, you lose who you are as a person and you don't know where to look. You don't know where, who to go to because you always fell back on that person who gave you that. But now that person, and I think that that is a struggle I I've been through many times where I can relate to you on that. I mean, I remember I was in a, a two year relationship with my best friend at the time. She was my person at the time. And I was so, I, I looked for compliments. I looked for reassurance and when she would give it to me, not always, but when she would give it to me, that's where I seeked how to love myself. Why do you love me? What do you see in me? Why do you like me? Why do you want to be with me? Right. Those questions I would ask to validate my own self and who I am as a person instead of looking in the mirror myself and asking me those same questions. Yeah. Sarah, why do you love yourself? What do you like about yourself? What did you do today that you liked? Yeah. I feel like the concept of loving yourself takes time and I feel like it never really stops. I think there's days when you do love yourself and parts of yourself that you love and other days that you don't and that's okay. Yeah. Because we're human beings. We're not robots. You know, if you love yourself 100% of the time, good for you. Go for it, you know? (laughs) But at the same time, is that realistic? Have you heard of an experience like that? You know what I mean? Right. It takes a lot of time to really, really cherish what you like about yourself and also how you show it to people too. Yeah. You kind of have to check in with yourself too. Like there have been only a few times recently where this has happened, but like, you know, when you go and do something and I feel like it's normally by yourself, but you go and do whatever that may be. Um, so for me, it's like I started going to the gym again in the mornings and I started to get like this energy of like, okay, I'm like eating healthier again. I'm going to the gym again or whatever. And I'm just like overall feeling better. That's like, yes, that's, that's considered self-love, like taking care of yourself in that regard. But like, you ever get that feeling where you're like, this is like, this is who I am. Like I'm doing this thing and it feels like me and it feels like it fits like the person I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you kind of have to check in with yourself and make sure that you're doing those things where you get that feeling. Because if you're not, and you're just like, 
doing things because people tell you that it's like cool or whatever, but you don't genuinely love it and you don't feel like you when you do those things, um, then you just you just have to check in. You have to make sure that you're you're um filling your own cup, so to speak. Exactly. What a beautiful metaphor. <laughs> no, seriously though. I thought it was corny. <laughs> no, I liked it. But at the end of the day, do things for you. You know, I always used to tell my my students, um, and I think I've said this before, but and they would always smile when I would tell them this, but at the end of the day, when you get home, right? Let's say you get home from work or school, wherever you were, you know, you change into pajamas, you take your bra off, you relax, you get ready for bed. And while you're getting ready for bed, you go into the bathroom, you brush your teeth and you look up into the mirror and you see yourself. That's you in the mirror. You, you don't have any obligation to please anyone else. You, re- you really don't. You're your own person. And one other thing I would tell my kids is that some of the days that are hard for you, I want you to give one affirmation to yourself basically affirmation saying one thing that you like about yourself in the mirror or one thing that you did today that you're proud of yourself for because it is really 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 hard or let me actually rephrase that it is really really easy to not even think about the good things that you did in the day or recognize the parts of yourself that you're proud of yourself for during that day. And why I tell my kids this and students and even like my friends I tell sometimes is that it's necessary to recognize the positive things that you do during the day because it helps you love yourself. It helps you recognize that you are a good person and the qualities that make up you is special and unique and no one can change that. And that's the thing. No one can change you. No one can change your name. You, no one can change who you are as a person. You are in control of your life, your future, your present. And that's who you see in the mirror. Don't let anyone else come in that mirror. Because once that person does, that's when they help you take that love away from you. Not really help, but they take that love away from you. When you're the one who should be, like you said, filling that cup. You should be the one to remind yourself that loving yourself is important. And you know what? It is okay to get reassurance from other people. It does help. It does help when friends or family members or even when your partner, they tell you things that they love about you. However, you have to believe in that too. Because if you don't believe in that, you're not going to love yourself then. So, yeah. You know what I saw that I loved? I heard about somebody taking like an old photo of themselves, like from when they were a kid. Have you heard about this? Mm -hmm. And putting it on your mirror. Yeah. And then so you just like so every day, like you said, you get up and you go and you look in the mirror. But not only do you see a current version of yourself, you see a past version of yourself that you want to make proud. And I think that that's just like I want to do that. I don't know. That's just my comment. Honestly, I'm going to be very vulnerable right now. But um, what you talked about, the first question you asked me, I believe, at the beginning of this podcast, well, there was there was some questions. I don't know if it was like the first or second one. It was, you know, why do you love yourself? And I explained some of the reasons to why I I love myself. And what made me think of what I'm about to say is the picture you said about, you know, putting a picture of you as a child up up in the mirror, up on the wall. And I actually just spoke to my therapist about this for the past few months. And this is a lot. The past two months, every single day, 
every day, like literally every day, I would imagine myself as a kid again. And I would think of like this exact picture that I do have. Like it's, it's a real picture of me as a kid and I would feel sad. And I feel sad because I miss that kid. I miss that person. I recognize that I, I miss that kid because I was so innocent and I wasn't scared. I, I didn't have any responsibilities. I was a cute kid. Like I just, <laughs> you know, I just, I miss that part of life. You know, I feel like, yeah, at the same time as a child, I was, I was shy and there were some things that were hard for me as a kid, but I miss that part of myself as a kid where I didn't have to worry about shit and that there were things that I can do and I, that I could just experience where I could just learn and, and be myself and learn about myself. And I think I'm just in a, a period of my life where I just feel lost. And whenever I look at that picture, why I feel sad is because as a kid, when I was like five to seven years old, I'll say, five, no, five to eight years old, I didn't feel lost. I felt happy and fun. There was no stress, no stress yet. And now it's like I'm mourning that person and I want that person back. I desperately want that Sarah back. And I know I can't have that, that person back because it's a different time. It's a different age I'm in right now. But what I do know is that I look at that kid, I look at myself in that picture and I, and I think to myself and I say, you got so far. You made it so far through all the shit you went through and you should be proud of yourself. So even through the sadness, there's also the feeling of proudness. I love that idea of putting that picture up because even though it would make me feel sad, it would also make me feel really, really happy. Aw. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> Damn, what did you put in this oh, drink, I love Val? That. <laughs> I um it sounds kind of weird, but I sometimes think about um if I were to meet my younger self or if my younger self were to meet me. I guess it's more so that one. I always think about how like if my younger self were to meet me, she would be so proud of me. And I think just thinking about that itself just like lifts so much weight off of my shoulders. I think it's kind of important to like think back to that kid that you were. Like you said, it's a little bit hard because you you kind of grieve the person that you once were and how simple life was and how easy it was and how happy we were. But if you think about that kid and all the dreams that that kid has and everything that we've accomplished since then, like she would be so proud. You know what she would say? Oh God, what? You made a fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I have a question for you though. Yeah. This is like my only, one of my questions. What would you <laughs> say to someone who is struggling to love themselves? What advice would you give them? Why are you going to ask me the hardest question? <laughs> I didn't know. That's my only question. I would say if you are going through the fucking ringer right now, first of all, just know that me and Sarah have been there. We've been there many times and we know how hard it is and we know how dark it is and how lonely it is. Um, the first thing I would say is please, 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 please see another day. Just see another day. The next day, something different is going to happen. It will get brighter. It will get better. Please, please hold on. The next thing I would say is to look in the things that you find that make you happy and relate that back to your personality. For example, the things that make me happy are looking at other people's photographs and how they move people 
And it makes me think back to how I have worked so hard to become the photographer that I am today. And I can move people in the same way just by having them look at my photographs. And that makes me feel really proud. And that's something that I love about myself. So I would say search in the small things that you do that make you happy that relate back to who you are. And I say start there. I really have nothing to add to that. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's that's seriously perfect. (laughs) No, it is. Perfect goodbye. Perfect goodbye. (laughs) No, No, but seriously, um, like you said, I always say this, you know, the little things are what matters. It's what matters is the little things. And like you said, you know, what, what was it? See another day. Yeah, see another day. See another day. Um, I write, actually, what helps me is I write post-it notes up in my door uh, randomly sometimes. Um, the first corny one I ever wrote was, the sun will come up tomorrow. That's down now, but that was <laughs> my first corny one. And then it eventually went to make this your day. Um, don't forget to smile. Um, you're beautiful. Like just random notes to yourself to remind you that you're giving yourself your own reassurance, but also you're realizing that it's true. And I think that if anyone is struggling right now to love themselves, it does take time sometimes, but also lean on the people you trust for support if you need. If it's hard for yourself right now to recognize it too, if you need more help, lean on the people that that you feel comfortable talking to. So, yeah. Well, um, thank you guys for listening through this one. I know it was a heavier one. <laughs> Why I do you this always one. laugh I at love, me? I love this one because I'm like, damn, this is like really, really vulnerable. <laughs> and I love it. It is. And I, I do. And I think it's, you know, still at the end of the day, like, it's it's hard to be vulnerable no matter what, but it's also really, really important. And I think self-love too, it's a journey. You know, it's not a light switch. It's a journey. It doesn't just end. It continues throughout your life. And sometimes it's self-love can also be like a pothole in the road where there's a time in your life where you're struggling and you don't love yourself at a certain day or you're mad at yourself, but you always eventually get up from the pothole. You always get up eventually. And there might be another one in the future, but you'll always get up. And you'll find new ways on how to overcome the next pothole. But yeah, just, you know, just know if you don't love yourself right now, let's say if anyone's listening out there, Val and I love you. And eventually you will find that. You will. Success, self love. Bye, guys. That was, I think, one of the best ones.